It's Encyclopedia. That's so sad. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's like honestly. What's Grandpa's cookout? What? Grandpa's cookout. <gasps> Granddad's oh, cookout. Nobody came to Grandpa's cookout. What? He, he this is my least. Food for all of his grandkids. None of them showed up. Is this so, real? Yeah, yes. it was it was real. And like one girl went and she was like, none of my family showed up to Granddad's cookout, and like I'm the only one, and like there was just food everywhere. I have and to then, say, like, legit, the entire of people yeah. went and like hung out with this grandpa. I have to say, like, by the way, we're live. Food. Welcome to Encyclopedia. We're going to oh. do a better intro, but we were just talking about Sting, the sad greyhound. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a, a long dog. It was a long, long dog that uh, no no kids showed up to read to him. And I have to say, now we're talking about just other times people have left others Granddad's hanging. Granddad's cookout. Granddad's cookout. So this, I have to say, is like my... This makes me the saddest to think yeah. about. Yeah. As a child, I'd always get super bummed out when people, like, I would go to see a movie with my parents and I knew they didn't like it. Mm. I, like, felt bad for my parents. Interesting. And nowadays, like, few things make me want to cry just thinking about them. But when I think of, like, nobody showing up someone's birthday or a cookout or reading to a dog, that, that like, gets me. <laughs> I don't know why. Because you don't want that to be you. Yeah, because we come in to the world alone and we die alone. And in the middle, you should have friends. Welcome to Encyclopedia. No. Welcome Episode to Encyclopedia. One. Episode one. What's the one in Major Arcana? The one is the magician. Okay. It is depicted as a man in a valley. He is grown up. He usually has a great mustache on his face. Okay. And in front of him are all the suits of the tarot to indicate that you have the tools right in front of you to create whatever you want. That's beautiful. In a nutshell. There's That's a beautiful. Lot more, I was going to yeah. say that that reminds me of Dan, but then I turned and his, he's bare faced now. Yeah. You don't have your, he's naked. He, he last, i just made a, an, a, um, a bit emoji of you, Dan, actually. And I, I wasn't updated about your facial features. So no yeah. So this will be, this, this will be on the Instagram. It's it's I accurate think this is except it accurate. looks like thirty years older. It looks like it looks like yeah, it, it does look like you much older. I, just, I look like I look like just that character um, in in like in twenty four who people are just really concerned about killing Jack Bauer for most of the third season. I I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never seen no, that show. Also, yeah. you're gonna have to scoot in more. Can you can show. you scoot in up to the say hi to the people, Dan? Dan Myers is with us Uncle this Fun. week. Um, this is going to be the first and last time that I'm going to remind uh, podcast teammates and listeners um, that I go by the name of Uncle Fun. Um, and if I'm not called by this nickname, there will be consequences. Okay. What are those consequences? Unclear. Okay. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> but we'll, dire. We'll stay on the lookout for those. Um, How does it feel to be here? You just got back from Minnesota? Yeah, and something you should know about Minnesota is uh -huh. like kind of what we were just talking about with the dog. That's kind of what the whole state of Minnesota is like about the <laughs> Super Bowl. It's like basically it's a lot of older people who like knit fresh scarves. Oh, were they in and it? And like prepared. Were like, they in the Super no, Bowl? they hosted it. And they like prepared 
like the American Swedish Institute like doubled their funding for the weekend. And of course, like no one left the hotels near the stadium. So basically you just have like an entire state of people going, oh gosh, well, I hope they still had a good time. We really didn't see much of them. Oh no. So that was tough to, to deal with. I'd also like to point out Uncle Fun that your power is such that you didn't even have the the timbre of a of a joke the the timbre timbre timber timbre timber 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 I know that because I bought a book in a parking lot from a girl named Timber but I said hey timber and she said well that's the name that is not I feel a like true that's story. different I feel like that's, that's not a, that's not like a person's name though like that's that's like naming like for a while I wanted to name my daughter Juniper but then I realized that like she would make like artisan dolls um, and get it like really into ski jumping and like just ruin her own life and that of all of her friends. Okay, fair. And that's timbre. That's timbre. That's a good call. Well, I was just going to say the timbre of your voice wasn't even such that I thought you were going to make a joke, but Mihana just burst into tears laughing immediately. Yeah. That's just kind of your reputation. That's just kind of like the effect that my my nostrils have on people. That's what people say. I kind of look like if one of the Easter Island heads was like having like a pretty good day, like that's me. <laughs> okay, we're not. So this is a this is kind of a throwback to the uh, the nuclear bit. Yeah. Which is. Which we'll have to go into another time. We'll have to talk about the nuclear bit another time. Um, also with us is producer Paj. Yeah, producer Paige Kimna is sitting over in the wings. Happy to be here. Folks. You might hear her voice in the distant. If you hear a fourth laugh. It's me. Or it's the ghost. Yeah. If you hear the fifth laugh, it's the devil himself. Yeah, you should get out of there because it's coming. (laughs) Whatever it is. All right. Do you want to start this thing? Do you want to get real? Yes. Yes. Let's get real. We'll start off with my topic, which I was pretty hesitant about because it's kind of lame. Okay. But it actually does mean a lot to me. Well, I've already checked out. And. So. I presented handouts here for us to follow. Oh, what page you can share with Dan? You're really looking me. This is like the Ten Commandments for being handed. Here is really tough for me. I can read Mihana's mind. So We're breaking fine. down Nicki Minaj's rap verse <laughs> yes! in oh, Monster. Okay. Yeah, and it's real. It's, it's kind of a game. You can't read ahead, but ev- after every line, I want each of you to kind of make a sound that you think encompasses. Oh, I'm not in this. The no. the line, and okay. it's also color coded because. She not only rhymes the last word, but makes sure she has the same... It's not syntax, is it? No, like the rhyme scheme. Or like, like the sounding or, of words? Oh. It's timbre. It's, it's the timbre. <laughs> it's the timbre. The sa- well, Tombra? She, Tombra. she has the same, like... You know There's what I mean. It's not alliteration. It's, uh, it's Alliteration is the front of words. It's something like, in the middle of words. Yes. Anyway. I remember because my, my English teacher yes, brought up It's like up multiple M&M. words throughout every line have the same yeah, yeah. sounds Internal as the one above it. Scheme, I don't, yes. No, I mean, and yeah, it's, that's that talking works. out of my ass. It's so incredible. I like your ass. Syllable rhymes. Like every syllable has like a. It's so good. Rhyme. And like yeah. if you really just pay attention to it, it's. Especially because she was a budding art, not a budding artist, but she wasn't who she was today. And no. this was what, like 10 years ago? Yeah, this All right, is let's like start. what made me pay attention. Okay. Um. Pull up in the monster, automobile gangsta, with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Like, what the fuck? Are you guys not impressed already? It's because it doesn't run. 
Gangsta and Sri Lanka rhyme. Well, she's pronounced it gangsta. Gangsta. In Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in the Tonka color of Willy Wonka. What's a Tonka? Is that the toy car? That's a truck. That's a truck. That's amazing. I used to have a great... When my mom was giving birth to my sister, I was in the other room playing a... It's a purple truck, I guess. Wait, so is, is is the Tonka the monster automobile? I mean, wow, well, I had yes, never yes. thought of it like yeah, that. Yeah, pull up in the monster automobile. Yeah, I'm in that Tonka color of Willy Wonka. I just so wanna, we can get more in depth I just want to hold her accountable for what she says in this song. Oh, absolutely. Like, plot-wise. <laughs> I think it tracks, actually. All right, let's see. I think we're looking at more of an inception than a uh, yeah. uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure here. Well, let's finish, let's finish the paragraph, and then we can wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. You could be the king, but watch the queen conquer. Conquer. Mm. Mm. And then she goes into saying, as a monster, what does a monster do? Like, what, what actions do monsters take? Yeah, Nikki, what do monsters do? First things first, I'll eat your brains. Oh. Then I'm going to start rocking gold teeth and fangs. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, this has always been one of my favorite rap verses you, ever. I, I mean, get, I love the connections you made to the first line, Dan, and yeah. any uh, other connections you see, I'd, I'd love your input. Because that's what I'm up. And like, just, I wish I'll post the color coding here. It's just insane. This just, did you do this yourself? Eat, no. Oh, okay, I was going <laughs> to say. Eat your brains, teeth, and fangs. Like, she's a visionary. No, she is. is. Okay, I'm just going to continue. It's Please also stop hot. Me. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, like Vor. Like a little. Like just bit. being eaten. Just yeah. kind of like a little. Yeah, or does like, that turn you on? Like when you're watching, like, uh, like Men's Luge, and uh-huh. you're like, I'm not sure what. Part of this is really, but something is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it the fact that they're going downhill or that they're men in skin tight suits? You know, here's an idea. What if Luge went uphill There's instead? Yeah. Could you shoot them out of a, a cannon, a very large cannon, yeah. and they travel up the race course? Probably not. Okay, back to you, Mio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do they go downhill if the earth is flat? Because gravity isn't actually pulling down, it's pulling outward. It's what pulling a, outward. Is that is that actually what people yeah. flat Earth people? I've, I've heard I've heard that argument. Uh, I just I just can't accept the fact that uh, somebody would go, spend their entire lives dreaming of being an astronaut and then finally do all that work to become an astronaut and then just be like, oh, I guess the Earth is flat and we've never been to the moon. I guess I'll just pretend and like then go do. All I mean, those I've tours. never seen the moon. I don't know. You talk about the moon more than anyone else I know. That's true. You That's see the, true. Actu- you, it's actually just a hologram, though. No, it's not a hologram. It's actually, it's actually hollow, and it's full of reptilian space Nazis. I've actually heard that the moon is hollow. That's another and conspiracy theory. And it's full of theory. reptilian space Nazis. We'll have a conspiracy yeah. theory episode that I'm really excited about. Oh, absolutely. All right. Okay. Hairdresser from Milan. That's the monster, do. This is my favorite part. She rhymes do with do, but they mean different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I think is just... Yeah. Monster Giuseppe Heel, that's the monster shoe. Luxury Italian brand known for putting jewelry and uh, insane sculptures on their heels. I did not know that. She did. But you <laughs> Young Money is the roster and a monster crew. So here I want to ask you what you think monster crew means. And a monster crew. Like it, it's a really good crew cut. Like kind of like a swell Like crew. you've seen a crew cut, but not like swell. this. Just kind of like a, kind of like a. Oh gosh, like, this is me and my crew. Oh, I'm really into I men's think that's, I think that's, <laughs> this, 
really into the Norwegian. I'm, I'm sorry. You'll see the color change here because she just switches gears. Um, where am I? And I'm yeah. all up, all up, all up in the bank with the funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't noticed because my money ain't. That's good. To, that that's, is That's good. good. That's not only a rhyme scheme, but it is better to not counterfeit. And, <laughs> and I think she's saying like, she's like, bank robbers wear masks to get money. But, she's but we just... all are wearing a mask to get money in our day-to-day lives. Because wow. we're putting on this facade. Yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was. Don't thank me. Thank Nikki. The flu just drained out of my butt and out of my body, and I'm healthy again. Just, just it was scared out. That would be what Nikki wanted. (laughs) I think it is. So let me get this straight. Wait, I'm the rookie, which (laughs) rhymes with money from two lines ago. But my features and my shows, 10 times your pay, 50K for a verse, no album out. Yeah, my bunny, my money's so tall that my Barbie's got to climb it. This is always my, yeah. I keep saying this is my favorite part every time we get to a new part, but it's because this like, whole verse is so far. The beat, ugh, I, we need to and listen also, to this too. Jay-Z and Rick Ross, both their verses suck. They destroy, I skip, I, I literally they're skip so bad. Do you, think, do you think that the... So let me get this straight. Wait, I'm the rookie is like a direct sh- like call out to Rick Ross and Jay Z in the song, or is there like an unknown shadowy figure? Well, I think dressing? it's just like she's to like the, to people the, are telling her like to who the hip hop community in general. I think no, is but what ten it is. my features and shows ten times your pay. You know, like I I think it's just like mostly to like other like probably to young men in the industry who are trying to get bigger. Yeah. And who are still like telling her she can't do shit because she's a woman. She got 50k for a verse with no album out. What do you think it means that my money's so tall that my Barbie's got to climb? Because she's stacking it up. But why does her Barbie need to like summit this? Barbie was also like <laughs> about that money, or is she just like a mountain? Barbie was That's one of her like well alter is. egos, but also like oh, her Barbie yeah. has to climb the money because it's because it's where the well is, and because she's an avid. Outdoors woman. How are the, how is the, how is the family gonna? <laughs> she drink? loves fourteeners. Yeah, Barbie she always. Barbie. And Barbie, but let me also point out that she brings in a new color in here in the middle of her sentences, and so the ones that yeah you'll see to see, hotter than a Middle Eastern climate, violent Tony Matterhorn dirty wine it wine it mm-hmm. Nikki on them titties when I sign it, that these so one track mind it like. Yeah, that's that's where it really busts busts a nut for me. I and then, don't understand. But really, really, I don't give an f u c k. Fuck Barbie. Fuck Nikki, cause she's fake. I love that. She on a oh. diet, butter pockets eating cheesecake. That's fucking hilarious. Well, also, it's not just the rhyme scheme that's impressive in this song. It's actually she keeps switching up the rhythm of her. Oh yeah, that's the best. Over part. and over and over again. And yes. Uh, I think one of the most impressive ones is when she does this like really like stilted one at the end with the the bride of Chucky oh, and everything. Oh yeah. And I'll say bride is Chucky is child's play just killed another career. It's a mild day. Yeah. Also, exactly. I didn't get that reference, but Bride of Chucky was like that horror movie. Uh-huh. Who's Tony Matterhorn? I actually also don't know that. I don't know. I didn't do my research on that. I was more in, interested in like Chucky because he was like a doll that yeah, was a serial killer, and his I think his film was called Child's Play. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh damn! 
Just killed another career. It's a mild day. Killing, like Chucky. Uh-huh. Besides yay, Kanye. They can't stand besides May. I think me, you, and M should menage Friday. Who M, is M? Amber Rose was Kanye's girlfriend at the time. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Amber Rose. And oh, then man. the best part of all... Oh, Pink yeah, this wig. is also nuts. <laughs> Pink wig, thick ass, give him whiplash. I think big, get cash, make him blink fast. Every single word rhymes with the line above yeah, it. The, yeah, the, yeah. And it's just like... <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just... What is your... <laughs> I just feel like this is just one of those verses that everyone is always like, oh, that's a really good verse, but you break it. Like, I, I don't know. It's not just a good It verse. just kind of washes over you, but then you break it down. And I mean, honestly, this is just really fucking good. This must have taken hours to come to write. I mean, that's yeah. a fine tune. Yeah. But she's like also, the, like, gone downhill ever since this song. That's true. Yeah. It's hard not to when you... I, I, I would argue it's hard not to with, like, the culture of, um, like, the Grammys, for one, where yeah. it's not creativity that's rewarded. It's uh, marketability. And Have you heard the conspiracy where pop songs emit frequencies yes. that brainwash people? I don't think that's true. I just think that at our base that we just want yeah. to fuck each other and um, uh, drink a lot. And I think that's what most pop songs are kind of, like, so is reaching out for. Men's luge is really <laughs> Exactly. If you've been watching the Olympics, it's uh-huh. sex, it's drugs. It's rock and roll. It's pain. It's sledding. It's just sledding. Did it's you know they have the norovirus breaking out in the... In the uh, the village, it's not great. So a lot of those athletes are competing while simultaneously vomiting and shitting. That sucks. Yeah, I had I had norovirus freshman year, and Dan can attest that it was that the, the worst twenty four hours. I was in the bathroom in the shower, and I just got sick of standing up in the shower, and I just felt really bad, and so I collapsed on the floor of the shower and, and said, "Help!" Yeah. And everyone ran in because they were like, "Oh no! Like we have to take him to the hospital." And then they're like, "What's going on?" I just said, "I feel bad." That was worrying. <laughs> Oh my god! And everyone just, just kind of shook their heads and walked out of the room, uh, which is probably what I deserved. And then I um, was lying naked on the bathroom floor with a blanket over me and a comforter. <laughs> and <laughs> thing about norovirus is it's coming out both ends, and I oh shat god. with such force. <laughs> Mihana's oh, completely like covered her face. <laughs> Mihana has. Completely melted. No, I I pooped with such force that it blasted through the the comforter, and I had to throw it all away. No, you didn't. I did. I did. It was a ruined duvet. I'm gonna write a song about that. Ruined duvet. No. I thought about it though. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> that would. I don't think anybody would listen to it. There's. I heard some talk that uh, Nicki Minaj was kind of uh, killed on, like, East Coast hip-hop radio for, like, making a poppier career yeah, after this Yeah, definitely. Song. But I think she would argue, like... She's on top? She's on... Like, I don't know. It's I also think it's, like, even though this was, like, extremely creative, it reminds me of a Jay-Z line. Like, uh, I'm going to say this, but I don't think it applies. Jay-Z says... Like, that he wishes he could be uh, more lyrically rich, but he, like, 
has to produce songs that people will like to stay relevant to like make anything of quality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can kind of make that argument with any of like people that, that like purists criticize for like becoming too poppy. Like at the end of the day, it's like they still, I don't know, but there is something to be safer sacrificed. Yeah. I, I just think it's like a, a marketability over, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that Nicki Minaj isn't capable anymore. I'm saying that with the pressure from her record label, um, I mean, she signed to, is she still signed to Young Money? Is that still a yeah, thing? Yeah, she's okay, still so Young Money. So it's still a little Wayne that, mm-hmm. but I mean, Young Money. they Young still money. have to make money. And like, at the end of the day, I, I think and she's like it, the only one from Young Money that's still, who was on isn't that? Drake on Young Money? Lil Wayne and Drake were both on there, but Lil Wayne is like trying to be a skater now. Yeah, and really? he found his passion for punk rock and skating. Holy That's shit. awesome. So yeah. the funny thing is that when uh, Lil Wayne and uh, Kevin Rudolph collaborated on uh, Let It Rock, Lil Wayne has become Kevin Rudolph, <laughs> essentially. is That that was the transition It's like song. Freaky Friday. And what, <laughs> if anyone looked up what Kevin Rudolph is doing right now, I bet he's doing what Lil Wayne was doing in Louisiana five years ago. And that's tough to hear. <laughs> yeah. I know Remy Ma had this whole thing where she like had a super incredible diss track towards Nicki Minaj and she was basically like, Yeah, but I'm so much more successful than you. Like didn't even respond and just kept making record hits. Especially now with out. Cardi B. Yeah, you just gotta figure out what you care about. I feel like Um, but I don't like any of her new stuff. That's fair. Ever since on Big Sean's ass song, she said something like, tell him pussy clean, I tell him pussy squeaky, and then something, 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 and rhymed it with Islands of Waikiki. <laughs> Whoa. That was the that's end of the year. Like, that's kind of like, I feel like Lil Wayne will just blatantly fuck around during <laughs> songs, like, because he doesn't totally care. Because I feel like on so many of these, like, so collaboration tracks when they have like four people on them they know that like people might not be listening to their verses Mm -hmm. that closely so like the the g is silent like lasagna line (laughs) from like i think he just kind of knows that he can do that kind of shit well he also just doesn't care about like you know like biology or anything he just (laughs) a millie which is we i we can't read the lyrics to that song on this show, but I love a Millie. There's, it's so problematic, but as far as like actual technical talent goes, it's one of the most impressive rap songs. And in that song, he says a venereal disease, like a menstrual bleed, which is just, it's just not, it's not a venereal disease. That's, that means that everything's working properly. My friend. Yeah. Like, read an article both of them but anyway they're doing it big so who are we to say and that i'm aaron um i'll kind of circle back to this during lightning round but that's pretty much it for my uh my first topic what uh, hell yeah what inspired you to to do this one? well i was thinking of things that were important to me yeah and like one of like my favorites i guess in like yeah. all genres and i was thinking of aaron's like TV show and how like that empowered him in a way. And I was like, Oh, how about music? Like you have yeah. show. I mean mm. from last episode, 
And I was like, oh, what songs do I like? And I'm like, I really, like, especially in middle school, like, if you memorize lyrics, like, you were, yeah. like, cool as shit. Totally. Especially, like, at volleyball, like, when the songs oh came on. God. Yeah. And I think I, like, did that as, like, a survival mechanism to stay relevant. <laughs> Holy shit. So maybe you're the motherfucking monster. I've maybe. always wondered that. Because I go... I would, go, I would go to school dances, and all these new songs would have just come out, like, the week before. Yeah. And somehow every girl at the dance knew every word. Oh, what yeah. Is, and I was like, what, what the fuck we, are you doing? Yeah. We sit down with lyrics and play the same 30 seconds over just so, so that we you know, can, like... So you can lip sync as you dance. Exactly. It yeah. blows my mind. Why? Because it's badass. Because you... Cool. Yeah, you look badass, first Shows of all. Like but also, in. like, there's some sort of comfort in dancing to a song that you know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, and, like, maybe the that's lyrics why I, and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe and, like, knowing the big, school, like, breaks I stood in the stuff. corner. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, you can, like, act out the lyrics even. Or, like, you just you just seem cooler. Okay, see, I was always just wondering if people were just, like, that keyed in just by virtue of osmosis but it sounds like it's more <laughs> it's so work it's a lot of work okay i respect that yeah and i like this was one of the verses where i was like holy shit i need to learn this verse not only because i needed to but i was just so impressed by this female rapper one of my yeah. best friends in middle school was obsessed with Nicki minaj and all of her different characters and how like Nicki minaj would just rap in like seven different voices and one yeah. was like a cute Barbie doll and one was like a scary yeah. like angry monster and I was I like this is wild Nicki Minaj is like I think one of the crazy things about when she like first became popular is she was just kind of like unapologetically feminine yeah in some way. exactly like the, where like she could do like verses like this where she could like succeed by the rules of like male rap absolutely but, like, she's still like yeah so that was probably yeah, that's probably why I like Cardi B right school. now, because yeah, she's just, similar. like, so unapologetic, and I'm very apologetic. Yeah. So I'm, like, it's living kind of through them. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll circle back to this later. Let's let's introduce Uncle Fun's topic. Dan, here you go. You would be forgiven, dear listener, uh, for thinking that I was about to do a segment on men's luge, but you would be sorely mistaken. Uh, also, if someone could... Uh, get back to us on Instagram about how luge works because I was watching it with my mom earlier and we were just like, how are they steering the sleds right now? That's yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I think it's pedal. I now I'm talking no, out of my ass. I in their pedals by their no, feet. There's no, like they like straighten their feet to be more aerodynamic, but I feel like they just have like, really strong thighs and they just like kind of like press like into the twitch. sled that can't, it's know. gotta be like pedals or, or handles like I levers. just remember like Reese's pickup line at the border where he was like oh. so uh you like luge that's a pretty notorious <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> anyway uh the sliding sports we need to have a national dialogue about them um but that's for another time so my first to start this segment off first I want to ask you guys what comes to mind when you think of, of Easter? Jesus. Okay. Well, I used to like get... Like, in your personal experiences, like, what was, what was oh. your experience? I actually have a very vivid memory of Easter that really just describes my entire personality as a whole. So, I would go to my dad's friend's house for an Easter egg hunt. They were, like, church friends. And we all had a specific color of egg to find, and it'd be like, oh, you're purple with like red spots and you're like yellow with white stripes. And 
it was just such a well planned out Easter egg hunt and they had like a pretty big lawn and it was in the house and it was like you had two hours to find as many of your color as you wanted. And I remember I found the golden egg, which was like the super special one yep, that you yep. won like automatically. And I was like, oh, this isn't my color and like put it back. No. And then someone else found it and won and had like this big celebration. And I was just in shock. Oh. And I was like, I let that go. And I don't know. It just meant I still don't know how I feel about that. But huh. that's what I think of when I think of Easter. So now you've, you never let an egg go. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. If you touch no. an egg in the supermarket, it's yours. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> um, for me, Easter, I would always get one video game at Easter time, and that was always fun. Um, I mean, we'd do the egg, like we'd wake up in the morning, and there'd be like eggs all through the house, like a, a trail of eggs leading from uh, our rooms to Easter baskets, and then we'd also have like a Easter, like the chocolate egg hunt through the, the house. And that was always fun because it wasn't like there was anything to win. It was just like my parents had stuck them all over the place where the Easter bunny had. And uh, you just got to eat the chocolate eggs. And then sometimes my actually like every year um, I wouldn't find me and my sister wouldn't find them all. And uh, my parents would forget where they put them. And so it would be like six months later (laughs) and you'd be like, oh, here's an egg from Easter. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'd always get like a video game. I got Splashdown on Easter, and oh. that was awesome. Did you ever play that? I don't think so. It was a uh, it's a jet ski game. It was very fun. Anyway, those are my Easter memories. Why yeah. do you ask, Uncle Fun? Well, I ask because um, Easter has always been really interesting for me because um, I come from a large family, prophylactically challenged family, Um my dad is one of 11. My mom is one of seven. And both wow. sides of the family are very Catholic, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember this, like, because Christmas in our culture is, like, a pretty big deal, I think, regardless of religion. But I feel like Easter is, like, a huge deal for people who are, like, practicing Christians, but then not as much, like hasn't become as big of a part of like our secular culture. And so I think growing up, like I I just remember like several years where like my friends would want to have a sleepover on like Easter weekend or something. I'd be like, are you out of your goddamn mind? Like Christ is in the tomb. Like, like I can't come to your house. Nothing happened until that stone rolls away, baby. Like it was a big fucking deal. And we were all cranky from Lent and like, (laughs) Also, and nothing but fish for yeah for forty seriously. days. And like, <laughs> and we'd go to my aunt Jan's house. Everyone would be there. It was aunt always Janet? like Aunt Janice. Ah, it was always like really, really sunny in my memory. And like, we'd look for eggs and we'd eat ham. And like, uh, my aunt Karen would try to convince me that like the Crusades were fine and <laughs> like just good, clean family stuff. And Good, good, clean Catholic fun. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'd all kind of like nurture our, our alcohol dependencies. And, and yeah, it was fun. And I think... I think uh, Even you as a youngin? Oh, yeah. I think that the interesting thing with Easter is like... It's this niche holiday now. But actually, for most of Christian history, it was a bigger deal than Christmas. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, like... The Immaculate Conception is like, oh, that's that's pretty neat. But like from a Christian perspective, like rising from the fucking dead was like 
That's the big a deal. A huge yeah. deal. So that's why like that was a big deal throughout history. So I was just wondering um, like what the backstory of Easter was this week. And I was thinking about, huh. because I was thinking about like how important it had been to me. Yeah. And um, it's also kind of just like. Land of Tupperware. Put it on a plate. Aaron's microwaving a, a, a bean burger. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I just, I always thought that, uh, and then as I've gotten older, I think that might be like the most disappointing part for me of like not really having become Catholic was just like Easter was like the perk for me. That but, is so strange. Yeah, but so anyway, I learned some pretty crazy shit about Easter this week and I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. Ooh. The first thing that I can't believe I didn't really think of is why do you think eggs are associated with Easter? Does anyone Because the any Easter theories? bunny lays them. Pagans, Easter bunny lays them. Eggs are used because they are a metaphor for Christ's resurrection. No. Because How if you so? break them, they like emerge from the tomb. So it was like considered an instructional way um, to teach like children about the resurrection. But also, as we shall see, um, Easter, like I think it's become like more and more well known today that like Christmas is partially when it is in the year to compete with, like, the pagan um, yeah. solstice. Yeah. Um, and there's something, like, really similar with Easter, where a big part of, like, the pagan calendar in most of the world, like, was always, like, the emergence of spring and, like... Mm -hmm. uh, fertility, right? Yeah, and fertility. So Surrounded there is some eggs. pretty crazy fertility shit that is very connected with, like, Catholic Easters in particular that's going on around the world. Um, and like going on like, currently, I would like your hot takes, um, on a few of these traditions that I've selected from around the world. Okay. Um, the first is that, uh, in the Netherlands and parts of Germany, um, this is going to be like the most G rated of, of what I'm going to tell you the first. Um, so this, there is a, uh, pretty intense and competitive sport that takes place around Easter in parts of central Europe each year where people dance like a very specific folk dance, uh -huh. um, in like kind of a minefield of hard boiled eggs. And if you, uh, step on the egg, it's like considered bad luck for your fertility. So, um, excuse like, me, you heard me. So like the women with the most dexterous feet could be like. The women who just really worked on their footwork um, probably had the best chance of uh, carrying healthy offspring. Uh, well, yeah, that's like, the, isn't that like the whole moral message of dirty dancing? Yeah, I think that might be where that comes. It's, I just. Uh, that's what I got out of that movie anyway. That. So that, we're just getting. Wait, yeah. I, I, I have so many questions Please. for you. Oh, Please you stop even talking. Seen the Please. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even started. I feel like. No, this is... Okay, this is wait. Genius. Actually, I also have a question. Okay. The image it. in my head is an open field covered in hard-boiled uh -huh. eggs yes. that some people yes. worked for like two weeks to boil, yeah. set it out. There's not like one patch of grass showing. I think And then it's like more a like, bunch of women go and step on these like, eggs. It's like, a mi it's like a minefield. So like there's space between... Like they're buried underneath? No, there's like space between... <laughs> <laughs> there's space between the eggs, but... Like, I think the as the music increases, 
like it's really easy to step on these fucking eggs. Like I don't think I could. Do oh, this. like you, well, you can't help crowded. yourself from dancing. Yeah, and it's crowded, and there's the, a lot the whole of village women. is out there. This is like the Super Bowl of of. Like, I don't think you can say medieval, peasant women. Why not? I don't know. Is peasant derogatory? <laughs> Something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You, I'm you not sure? offended. Peasants. Peasants. Peasant. Yeah. But women. I mean. I apologize yes. to serfs everywhere. Yeah, thank you. Um, next, there's we have a, a little closer to home. Uh, All right. This this is this wait, just wait, strikes wait. me as extremely. Wait, do they, do, they, a... do they name the size of the field? Because I think it's a small like, patch. It's a small patch. The the, the amount of <laughs> eggs <laughs> is as I think Mihana was trying to point out. Yes. Stifling. Yeah. Like, you are would we spend talking months what, boiling like two, eggs. Three hundred eggs. I think it kind of depends on like how big you can dream in a lot of ways. It depends on how big the chicken is. And I think like how healthy the how many, reproductive how, system of your hens are. Yeah, how many hens does this village have that they can just like pump out a field's worth of eggs, boil them, and then not even eat them, just squash them all over the damn place? I think like with any sport, there's a lot of nuance here. Like luge. And, yeah, like, like men's like luge. Men's luge. Um, also, who cleans this up? Like, I'm. I feel so. I mean, presumably the the local ruffians probably just like yeah. shoveling. Mean, it is biodegradable. Um, okay, I'll I'll let this go. Okay. Please continue. Well, yeah, there's gonna you're gonna we'll have post a picture more. on Instagram. Um, then there's in Louisiana. Um, I'm gonna look up the details of this. In Louisiana, every year, I think this is just incredibly cute to me. Um, there is a traditional Easter game known as egg tapping. Um, where two Louisianans will each carefully hard boil an egg and gently tap it against the egg of a competitor and sees whose egg cracks first. No! Which might be the gentlest game I've ever heard. And I want to be televised so badly. Dan, if you were... If you were in game, if you were that a game, would be it. If Dan or like, exactly, you need to comment. That seriously sounds like something Japan would have a tournament it for. Really does like they they have uh, what is it called? Rock paper scissors, Rosham. What is it called? Um, is it Rochambeau? No, it's wow. I'm blanking. Guchoki pa. Okay. Oh. Or yeah. John no John Kempo. That's your. That's it, of. John Kempo. Yeah. Next podcast. It sounds like something that they do. Yes. And the crazy thing about this is, like, as I was reading about it, like, at first you're like, oh, this is really sweet. But it, like, fell into the pitfalls of, like, every other game that humans have ever invented where people, like, cheated. Like, apparently (laughs) there's this breed of chicken called the guinea hen that lays, like, really small and hard eggs. And these were, like, formerly banned, like, throughout Louisiana (laughs) because of, like, the... And now... um, you also have to, uh, like, the egg must be boiled tip down so that the air pocket is on the butt end of the egg. I'm Holy told. shit. And there's so also there's the judges. rule that the champion must beat and eat their, must break and eat their <sighs> eggs to prove that they are not fake. Ah. Uh, which is also practical. So, say you and I, you, how many, say how you and I, f- like, bump eggs. What's that? Say you and I, like, bump eggs or tap eggs. <laughs> I feel like that should be a phrase for like having beef yeah. with somebody like we bumped eggs. We bumped eggs. But like so is is <laughs> the that. loser determined by like how many cracks there are? That's I mean maybe gone. that's it's all gone. Oh, so you wouldn't eat those. I'm not totally sure like if this I think you tap like how long the cracks are. I think hmm I think that like once it shows like a significant crack, mm. I'm assuming, but any egg tip 
tappers out there. You would need to like practice your form. We should yeah. do that. I'm curious about my birthday is next month. Yeah, it's coming up. A party. All right. How many? Now, uh, yeah, please. He's cheating. How many lead-tipped eggs do you think have been swallowed in the name of like, like proving that it wasn't <laughs> the fake? That's the thing. Is like if you I can could... see someone like swallowing like a sizable stone that was painted yeah. like an egg like just to like, like claim the prize you could make something synthetic that you even think is like 50% chance you'll survive like you might achieve renown in rural Louisiana <laughs> that might be worth it right like i i would eat i would eat an egg shaped yeah mockery to um, to prove my <laughs> yeah yeah. Your superiority. All yes. right, what's next? So what's next? next? This I'm, one is the, I'm in this now. This one is one of the most troubling. Um, <laughs> so in the Czech Republic, uh, we got to get back to the fact that this is a fertility ritual, fam. Um, so in the Czech Republic, uh, around <laughs> Easter time, um, young boys will break off um, the boughs of willow trees, which are like a symbol of fertility. Um, because okay. they're like an extremely robust and fertile plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will uh, spank young girls throughout the village. Um, and <laughs> this is like done to confer fertility um, on girls. And I'm just going to let that sit and like hear what people have to say. I demand a moment of silence for okay. at least 10 yeah. seconds just to absorb... Everything you just said. Ready? Go. But I think one thing that is important to point out is I did some research on this, and I think in recent years, girls have also started spanking boys. Yeah. So it's more, it's yeah. more equitable. Um, but either way, like, if you and your partner are, like, having trouble conceiving, like, please spank them with a willow rod. Please yeah. rip off, rip off a nine tails off of that thing and just whoosh. nine tails Pokemon. Switch them. Sorry, right in the booty. that was one of my faves. That's that fantastic. Is in, that is insane. I really think that like a niche porn industry could develop around. <laughs> oh that. yeah, and absolutely. Really and that might exist was in the Czech Republic. Was that the last? Was that the last Easter? Oh no. Oh. Yeah, I, I see something about witches on here. Um. Yeah. So let's head north to Finland. Um. <laughs> This is an egg tour. uh, Easter is kind of Halloween-y. And there's like a lot of... There's a lot of worries about witches around Easter time Mm. in Finland. Um, And so to ward off evil spirits, um, in a lot of parts of Finland, they'll like create a large bonfire um, in the middle of the town and like kind of party around that. And then also... I I probably shouldn't (laughs) think this is funny, but I do. They have all the children like... (laughs) <laughs> like rub themselves with dirt and like put on like old timey <laughs> clothes and like take their shoes and go door to door like begging because I think they're kind of like simulating like the hard times that could befall the town like if the witches were to destroy them. What? What does um, that do to a child's psychology? I don't know. I think it just makes, makes them tough as nails. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like that one. Um, that that's a good one. The amount um, of research you've put into this, I yes. I really appreciate this. And now for the word of the day, word Easter of the related. Day. Next time you're just having a tough one and you really need to release something, consider shouting "Smigus Dingus," um, okay. which is My the name God. for the Polish festival. 
on Easter Monday where uh, youths throw water on each other, um, which is less hardcore than, than willow spanking, um, in the hopes of conferring fertility. Interestingly, to tie it back to eggs, the word dingus, like, this is kind of ominous to me, might come from this German word, which means the eggs that are owed or ransom. Oh my God. Oh. So it's kind of like, we're dowsing you in water. Give us your eggs. Give the community your eggs. That's one. That's one. So that's the, the dingus wow. that you, you call people. I've heard that that's from Afrikaans. Like oh. it's from South Africa. And it's like a, it's like a fool. Yeah. Um, but that must be a, a, another, the yeah. Finnish, Polish translation. That's the, that it's like, it's pole. It's in Poland, but I think it's a German origin word. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, so that's kind of the tour around the world. There's, you can go down a whole rabbit hole uh, <laughs> on the internet, like looking for a lot of countries have shit like this. So consider yourselves lucky that you weren't spanked with willow rods growing up on Easter. Yeah. Um, what is this? The sun has returned. I'm just, I'm just peeking over okay. at your spark well, notes. Well, I mean, it's really like it, to get back to Easter, like fundamentally, like it's, it's about like, this was such a big deal for most of human history because the sun came back at the end of the winter. And mm-hmm. so you want everybody to be getting it on. You want like fertile crops. And it also just reminded me, I'm reading this book about the middle ages right now. And I think one of the saddest things that capitalism has done to society is like, reduced just like the amount of like huge festivals and feast days like Mm -hmm. in medieval europe you would have like 180 feast days a year like people are just always like feasting and hanging out we don't have any sort of like our own ritual i mean thanksgiving's like closest but even that's based off of shitty things yeah and that was like i wonder if you looked into like the history of thanksgiving if like native americans had like a fall feast oh you know because like that probably so I'm interested, like... Yeah, yeah I was researching... Weird. A while back, I was researching, like, ties of, like, the Bible to astrology and how, like, the sun came back and how that's, yeah. like, literally the sun and, like, the son of God is actually yeah. the sun. So this is the craziest part of all. Like, that's why they think, like, the resurrection of Jesus, like, may have been... Because it's kind of, like, the return like of Jesus. If Jesus is eternal life and he returns... It's the sun returning. But the crazy thing is, I always thought that was like the weirdest story in Christianity because I was like, who thinks of this? But Mm -hmm. the Sumerian goddess Ishtar was hung naked on a stake and was subsequently resurrected and ascended from the underworld, much like Jesus. And then the Egyptian god Horus, who was also born on December 25th, um, was a symbol of life and rebirth. And then the Greek Greek god Dionysus um, was killed and resurrected. So that's like a thing Uh, throughout religious history. Thank you. And it really is interesting how like a lot of religions have these like same archetypes. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. I recommend the book. Yeah. The zero. Yeah. I recommend the book Good Goats, goats. which uh, talks about the Bible and disproves it with historical facts. Interesting. And my final, my final cowspiracy that I just want to lay on everybody. Could it be? You gotta, you gotta lean in, and also, why cowspiracy? Because it's better than saying conspiracy. Could it be that what? my what? No, what garbage did you say? <laughs> I'm making a, I'm making a reference to cowspiracy. That's oh, okay. It's I a movie. I didn't know it was a film. Um, <laughs> I, it's like a vegan movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's just, it's, I'm sorry. It shocked me into not eating beef ever there. again. Um, 
my final hot take. Could it be that both of my grandmothers had a shit ton of children because they took Easter really seriously and were celebrating and a we're like, fertility ritual? We're getting whipped uh, like crazy with the with little branches the and they were sopping all... wet from all the buckets of water. I don't know what the Irish did, <laughs> and they're but I'm covered sure in dirt along those lines. They're covered in dirt, begging door to door. But anyway, that's my thing. Easter. That was cool. Uh, Thank that was Easter. Keep Thank you. Mind. Both Keep fun and, and educating and yeah. disturbing. Thank you. All oh, right. Man. Okay, I think, we, final I think we do topic. lightning round and then final topic. Oh, God, just okay. To, just to break up, you know. So this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. segment called lightning round. Yeah. Okay. Basically, we're going to go around the room um, of the goat. I don't know if we're going to do this every episode, but kind of like a... See how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see how it goes. We're going to go around and say a quick two to three topics and information about the topic without really diving into it, like these major topics, and just... Just yeah. keep going. These are just quick, quick info bites and, and something to maybe be funny. I don't have any funny ones this week. Um, okay, so I'm going to do mine first. Yeah, please, I haven't, I haven't talked about a topic yet, so I'm going to do my first. Um, so, um, oh, and do we want to do this round robin? Like lightning, lightning, lightning. Like yeah. I yeah. lightning, you lightning. Yeah. He, yeah, she, we lightning. Yes. That type. Okay, cool. Um, so my first thing is Hazy Jane Part One. It's a song by Nick Drake, um, who is a uh, master uh, poet and guitar player. And um, I heard this for the first time when I was incredibly high. Someone offered me a joint, and I was like, "I can do one hit off this joint and be fine." I was not. I've never been higher in my life. And uh, so I heard this high, and it made me fall in love with the whole album, "Brighter Later" by Nick Drake, that everyone should listen to. And uh, I woke up my girlfriend in the bed and I said, Hey, do you think that this was like, how do you think they managed to record this on an Alpine roller coaster? And do you guys know what an Alpine roller coaster is? No, that's no, that. Okay. Okay. So I didn't, so these are the things an Alpine roller coaster is like, it's actually basically a concrete luge. With a sled with wheels on it. Hello, Luge. And it's on the mountains on a oh, on a yeah, ski yeah. slope in the summer, and they they have them there. Oh yeah, I thought you were like I thought this was like a sex move or something. I know what that is. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, so anyway, I was convinced, and still am in my heart of hearts that this, this song was um, recorded. Like the whole band was on an alpine roller coaster together recording it and like the producer was rolling right in front of him with the microphone out so take a listen to that smoke some dope and get let yourself go there picture that awesome um again i cheated on my lightning round and i'm sticking with my rap theme of the most ridiculous rap lyrics that i've ever heard so i'm just gonna say it and we can react or we can just go straight to the next person uh the first one wheezy f baby the f is for phenomenal Uh, next yeah yeah okay. fantastic um i just wanted to talk about that thing that happens when like one of your friends gets a haircut or like a family member and you know that thing that happens when like dogs poop and like just how they act like how they're they're like kind of looking around like oh i'm just going like about my daily business like nothing to see here that's totally how people act when they get a haircut it's so funny because like people try to just be like oh i'm just doing my normal thing like not like i got a haircut or anything and then you're like did you get a haircut and they're like yeah <laughs> and i just love that i think that's the most heartwarming yeah, they, 
Yeah. Yes. I, I know what you're saying. People are proud of it. It's like it the guilty look, like it. you're yeah. about to be descended on by a hawk. Yeah, but it feels like you're like, yes, I that did get meme. a haircut. Thanks yeah. for noticing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's good. It. That's good. I love that. <laughs> See, that, that's what I had envisioned for the lightning round, but I did not prepare. Anything. We need a, we need a balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I figured out how to use Instagram gifts. Uh, yesterday. Oh my, oh my um, god. Follow me on Instagram at stank.ranger. Um, and you oh. can see I've pinned a few of them. Uh, I really like uh, collage art, like the, um, like the Dada really movement. And I, that's what I like to do in my free time when I'm like drunk in the bath. I just kind of make these things. Um, so yeah, follow me at stankranger <laughs> on Instagram. Stank.ranger. And uh, if you don't know how to use Instagram gifts, I, I will teach you. The, I will show you the way. You do not know the way. Are you? Are we ever gonna dive into what Stank Ranger is, or is that just? That's me. Wait, or I'm sorry. I. That's gave, me. I gave him that nickname at a taco truck in Montana. <laughs> yeah, he gave us all nicknames. Ah. Um, that's actually where Long Nightmare comes from, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. Was, I had a couple of good ones that day. Yeah. Long Nightmare. I forget what you called Ben. But it was Liz also was something. Liz was just like Big Frank or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, she is kind of Big Frank. Yeah. All right, Mihana. Uh, okay, I'll do a couple here. Okay. <clears throat> uh, this is from Drake from his Pop Style album oh, two years baby. ago. Got so many chains, they call me Chaining Tatum. Yeah. Oh. What my do you God. mean? Yes. That's just how I feel. You love Drake, don't I you? I love Drake. I'm sorry. Um, do you not? <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, no, we can move on. It's fine. I'm a fan. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. We're not besties, but... Got so many chains, they call me Chaining Tatum. Also, one of my favorites is Snoop Dogg's verse from California Girls with Katy Perry. Bikinis, zucchinis, martinis, no weenies. <laughs> that's, that's game. That's it. Just, wait, is he referring that the, the California girls don't have wieners? I think he's like... <laughs> or is he saying like no weenies hanging out with these California yeah, yeah. girls? Like, like I... I <laughs> like I'm the only yeah, dude we, here? Yeah, we can like dive into this. I read it as like there aren't any other yeah. like penises around. I think he's like... I'm that's what fun. I heard. Okay. I like... But the but the irony is zucchinis are super phallic. Yeah. So what's going on? There? Oh. Um, I just like to say that uh, I don't want to imply at all that um, we think that genitals define gender. Uh, there's plenty of girls that have weenies, and we totally support them and love them. Thanks. I think it's for your eyes, right? No, it's cucumber. Oh, but that's probably what he's referencing. I think Snoop Dogg knows the difference between a cucumber and a zucchini. Right? But just for the rhyme purposes. That's true. Know. That's true. That's true. Speaking of which, you should watch Snoop Dogg narrate the animal videos. Yes. Please. Uh, with the otters versus the alligator. I will put it's that one on of my the favorite Instagram. videos. We them boys. All right. Those are my two. Dan, go. Or, I mean, Uncle Fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uncle Fun. I'm going to overlook that because it's early. Um, so, I know no one it's 10 here PM. is a big, like, NBA fan, but this is just something that I want you I'm guys huge. to see and consider. Can't get enough. So there is a this is like an unusual occurrence. So there's a player for the Milwaukee Bucks named Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is of Congolese descent. He was born in Greece. Um, 
And wow. he's called as ya- he's referred to as Giannis, almost like he's like some sort of deity. Um, and the interesting thing about Giannis um, is that he like can do things that other humans can't. Um, so on, such as yeah, well, such so as. on February eighth of of this year, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, who aren't really a very good team, were playing the New York Knicks, who are also not a very good team. Pretty boring game. Uh, midway through the third quarter. Um, Giannis's teammate Chris Middleton gets a steal, head ba- heads back the other way. Giannis is trailing him. On defense is a guy named Chris, uh, named Tim Hardaway Jr., who is six foot six. Just keep it in mind, he's six oh. foot six. Giannis uh, starts like shortening his stride, like he's going to jump. But everyone, like, kind of, I feel like in that moment is like, there's no way he's gonna jump. Tim Hardaway Jr. is six foot six. Giannis jumps from the, the free throw line, catches the ball. And leaps from the ground over a six foot six tall human. And if hey. you've never, if you haven't seen the video yet, it's where it just doesn't look like it can be real. Oh my god! Like it'd be one thing if this. this dude was like six feet tall, but like oh my this, god, this, this man is is six foot six, and he just goes over. Oh fuck! And so I would like to posit that Giannis. Um, is some sort of ancient demon who will like slowly defeat each of us until the chosen one can stop him. Because Easter, um, yeah, maybe or maybe Giannis rose from the dead on Easter. Real? I don't know. Look he at that old man just blown away. People in the there's videos of people in the crowd like when this happens just being shocked. Anyway, this guy is just looking around like he's like, am I? Did I have a heart insane. attack? And Giannis, die? check him out. It's spelled G I A N N I S. Yep, Giannis. It'll also be on the Instagram. Yep. Okay, um, so I'm going to break the rules a little bit, and uh, this next one's probably a sneak peek of what I'm going to talk about next week, but uh, I think it's more um, relevant today because on Friday, uh, we had the 20-year anniversary of Neutral Milk Hotel's Aeroplane Over the Sea, which, um, if you've never heard it, um, you need to, especially if you like... Um, indie rock or like folk, like if you like Iron and Wine, Bon Iver, um, if you like who else? I mean, Vampire Weekend. Basically, a lot of the big names that you've probably listened to either now or in high school owe their their sound to this album. So, um, yeah, that will be my topic next week because there's a lot of weird shit I'm surrounding it. For that, because you showed me that album. Oh, so yeah. cool. I'm pretty sure that you wow. showed me that album. I show a lot of people that album. You didn't show me that it's, album. It's very important to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, if you haven't ch- checked that out before, listen to it before next week's episode, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Have you got anything else? I have one here. It's Let's not it. like the home runner, but Let's get it. I really like it. Okay. It's, it's a couple Let's lines. Let's get a man so on base. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> exactly. Um. Also, after this, I kind of have, like, a confession to make. Okay. Oh, man. It's a big reveal. Okay, here's, here it is. Is there a weenie? Episode one, big reveal. My, <laughs> Zucchini? My girl got a big purse with a purse in it. Her pussy's so clean, I go to church in it. <laughs> Source? Uh, I, I didn't fuck? write it down. I forgot. No, Please, yeah. Holy I totally... shit, what? That was the best. That's definitely an ending note. Oh. That's got to be two chains. 
That, it might. Is that because two I love two chains? It, it might. is two chains. It's two yeah. chains. Okay, is that your confession? I can, you I can recognize the mark of genius. <laughs> yeah, two no, chains my does have the best fucking lyrics. My confession, which I think I need to make public, and I think I've mentioned it before to at least you guys, is uh-huh. um, there's a video on YouTube of me and my couple friends and we <laughs> well it's not a video of me we made a music video slideshow rapping bedrock oh my god i've seen but, this video it's amazing but it's about underwater invertebrates yeah it's we have to get that on the Instagram. yeah and i oh, showed you this oh yes. yeah oh, oh wow we were good friends at some point it's a pretty remarkable video every lyric has changed about underwater invertebrates and i think I've just kept this secret for so long, and I need, I need to, to let it off I your chest. Thanks for sharing this with us. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the a... trust that just like came out in this studio, quote-unquote. I'm a theology like, historian in college, and you never told me that? I've known you for five years. Paige this is breaking up with me. Produce, the producer's very angry. I don't I'm know mad. if we're going to have a show. Um, with our levels. I've literally yeah. written papers about bedrock. You I might notice the mic's kind of hot now. That's, that's Paige, her I've definitely told you this. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Okay. I'm just going to lay low uh, with my topic until all this cools down. All right, Dan. I have, oh my God, I gotta stop. Please forgive please, me. You just Uncle Fun. Uncle Fun. Thank you. The can artist we, formerly known. Can I be Stank Ranger on this yes, program? Yes, I would love if you were Stank Ranger. Yes. Sure. Met, okay, all in favor. Aye. 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 Stank. <laughs> my final thing is just a story. Um, I don't know if if anyone you know has watched the show Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, like that yeah. style of show. This was just a, th- something that happened to me while I was in Minnesota that I felt like could have happened on this show and could have, or on that show and could have only happened to me because this kind of shit happens to me all the time. So, uh, we went to this bookstore, um, bone shaker books in Minneapolis. Um, and it's in one of those neighborhoods where there's just like a ton of black lives matter signs, but no black people. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like a very progressive white neighborhood. And the bookstore is, like, extremely progressive. Um, The people, it's two dudes working in there. Like, they're both wearing beanies. Like, they're kind of glaring at me for, like, for looking at, like, a book about... Let the record show that Dan is also wearing a beanie. Dan is also wearing a beanie, too. But mine isn't black. And the black beanie is ubiquitous in this neighborhood that I was in. Anyway... So they have like the, it's pretty, it's pretty like, it's a pretty expensive bookshop and I just had kind of come in to browse, but I found this shelf of discount books, um, $5 or $3, depending on the shelf. Um, and the proceeds from selling, uh, these books, uh, went to buy books for women in a women's prison, which is awesome. Wow. And I was like, this is such a win-win. I'm going to get like a cheap book. Like if I find a book I like, I'll be really excited. Plus like it's going to a good cause. So, uh, sure enough, there is, uh, John Steinbeck's travels with Charlie on the shelf, a book I'd been meaning to read. Thought I'd, thought I'd get it. Thanks universe. Um, went up to the register. Um, and this was just one of those curb your enthusiasm like moments where, um, I give him a book. He's like, did you find everything you need? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, that'll be 1720. And the look on his face was kind of just like, go ahead. Say you don't want to give an extra $12 to this women's shelter. The thing that 
I wouldn't have mind, minded wait, him upcharging wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. Please. So did you misread? Did you no. misread the... Oh, no. I had a witness. It was a $5 book. And also, on the back of the book, it was a $12 book. So, so he, he charged added... me more than the sticker price for this book. <laughs> added the it was two one together. of those things where like, I had to kind of choose... Do I want to make a Larry David-like stand where I basically take money out of a fund for a women's prison? Or do I want to just, like... Overpay for this book. Sigh, overpay for this, like, kind of musty copy of a very common book and shuffle out of the store in shame. And I opted for the latter because that's who I am. That's and the that's right thing to do. That is so funny. That's, like, straight out of... That, that, was, that's, was that is straight out of a sitcom. It was. So that's why did he do that? Did you ever? Did you ask him why? I, I would have just, just sat there and been like, I think you I might have just. Why? It could have. I we came up with two possible answers. Number one, like in retail jobs, sometimes you just push the wrong button on the payment system. It might have just been an easy, a common mistake. But yeah. based on like the impish gleam he had in his eye, I think he just knew that I was like, you were a good mark. Kind, I was the kind of guy who like would <laughs> be vulnerable. into egg tapping. Like I was yeah. just like, I'm not very And he assertive. knew he could tap your egg into he the next. He knew he could get an extra $12. Well, he can swallow a, a lead egg, so he yeah. doesn't have to worry about so, it. <laughs> that just goes to show you have to make hard choices in this world. Yeah. Proud of you. Sometimes you, hard choices and hard boiled eggs, you have to dodge out there. Okay, well that that was uh, yeah. Let's. This is the last. This is my topic, um, which is, I think, less involved, but we'll we'll find out. Okay, my topic is Dan Meyer's cabin. Oh, oh no! <laughs> we should have gotten like meta. everyone here oh, for this. this yeah, this is this is Dan Meyer's cabin. This is Uncle Dan Meyer's cabin. Been there. Dan Meyer's cabin. It's not Uncle Fun's cabin. It's Dan Meyer's cabin. It's Dan Meyer's. Yes, it's outside the the confines. Okay. Okay. So let's let's start with the with the obvious that exists in our friend friend group. Yeah. Dan's cabin was a was a contentious thing because there were about four different instances where people said, "Why was I not invited?" Okay, and I was one of the first. <laughs> I was in one of the first groups, and <laughs> this is not a sore subject for me. In fact, this was I realized the first time I fought for a friendship uh, because I felt like not being invited to the cabin was like tantamount to social death. Like, See, well, they, but it, no, yeah. I just, I just like Dan, you and I got along. And I thought everything was cool, and then this cabin thing happened. And so I just made a note where I was like, I'm going to sit down and make sure we're cool and because I think this is a great person I have in my life, and I'd like to continue having this person in my life. So in that way, you know, like you can make all the jokes you want about the, the long history of people not getting invited to the cabin. <laughs> Which that is always it. your prerogative anyway. But just for me, at oh. least that moment was like a, a time that I, I said. I remember that moment. You were very sad. Yeah. Then I just sat down and I said. I didn't go. I went, in, I really? went into Dan's room and I just said, you got a lot of dead ladybugs there. And then I said, also, we need to talk about this cabin <laughs> thing. And he goes. <sighs> I'm pretty sure we talked about that at the cabin. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a reality show. Like you made it to the next level if you're invited. 
Yeah, but it was never even that. It was just a lot of really good food by myself. Our whole friend group, everything we did was just were you sitting at the table like were you in a five foot radius of the people making the plan? No, then you're not going. Yeah, true. Because we they would just how fast it, the gears move. Can I make a statement on the record? Oh absolutely. Come on the record. <laughs> Can I just say that This is a Dan Myers, not I've Uncle thought, Fun, right? I've thought about this. This is Dan Myers now joining you for the first time this evening. Here from my perspective, let me start with an anecdote. Um, growing up, my mom was friends with this girl, uh, who had wealthier parents, um, and had a trampoline and a soda machine at her house. Wow. And my mom always says that her like deepest regret is that her and another one of her friends weren't really very good friends with this girl and kind of used her for like the perks at her house. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, like I had this like paranoia thing going with the cabin of like, it had... Like, number one, it, it, like, very quickly, like, it is, it was always a thing in my life that I would take, like, my friends up to the cabin when I could, but it, it was, like, it became this thing where, like, number one, it was, like, a referendum on, like, social hierarchy that I, like, never <laughs> intended it to be and, like, didn't really know how to control. And then number two... It's impossible two, to be apolitical, Dan. Exactly. And you then, can't afford to be neutral on a moving train. And then number two, like, it was, like... I was the only one who like had this cabin and it started to feel like this like curse of like, <laughs> you did say that. No, I'm serious. I'm serious because it was like, I could, I couldn't tell like how much of like people being my friend was being my friend around cabin time and how much was just people wanting to come to the cabin. You know what I mean? And it was like, absolutely political. It was like, it was there I were people. People I was stopped very... me in the street that I didn't know, and like, <laughs> kind of made like a comment like, "Oh, see, I wasn't invited." Like it was that kind yeah, of. Yeah, we we were driving by the Metro PCS, and the sign spinner actually <laughs> ran us down with the brandishing the sign like a giant broadsword, and said, "Cabin or die." Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And then he ate the sign. It was a like, sight to behold. After abroad, when we all came back, and I just like hermited for a year or two. And I was like, saw pictures of the cabin, which I wasn't invited to. And I was like, that is the final mark. Like I am out of the friend group. Oh that no. That was like the yeah. final, like, see, this is, this is the, this is the wild thing about the cabin, <laughs> but this is not what I want to focus on about the cabin because there's a lot of Dan, good things. This a whole love, podcast we, could be yes. right devoted to the ca- we Dan's cabin. We could do a serial style. We could yes. do a serial Series. style thing on like the politics of the cabin <laughs> and like, here's a political message about the cabin, <laughs> by the way, is my <clears throat> pillowcase is still up there That's with true. my pillow in it <clears throat> and several people's coats, I think. Oh, wow. Is the coconut head still Um, there? Yes. Thank you. So, yeah. I'm not trying to derail you. Oh, no, I know. We'll do a whole series called Dan's Cabin. I knew that was going to derail. I knew that was going to derail the whole thing. But (laughs) that was just one bit. The important part of that was that it was the first time I made a conscious decision to say that I wanted to be friends with somebody instead of just letting the chips fall as they may. Yeah. Um, Which is nice. Okay, so my heart. Next, <laughs> um, we have the first. Oh yeah, okay. So the first time I've cried in front of a group of friends was also at this cabin. When? I got incredibly drunk. Uh, well, I just started seeing this girl, and I didn't think things were going to go well, and they didn't. They didn't go well at all. It was awful. But I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go well, and uh, I like. Br- 
broke down and cried. This was my first time at the cabin too. And I just cried. It was, I think I had a, a one day and a night and then the next day and then I went home. And so my only night there was spent just drunkenly sobbing in uh, multiple locations around the cabin. Um, I've actually only had one lucid time at the cabin, which was my most recent one. Um, so that was an important milestone is crying in front of people. Wow. Um, cabin. so next, oh yeah. And also that first time there's a dead squirrel in the hot tub. I got very excited. I love bodies of hot water. I got very excited for this hot tub and I think I almost, I think, I don't think I'm joking. I think I lifted the lid and was about to jump into it before I saw that there was just about two inches of stagnant water with a dead squirrel just bloated and decaying in the hot tub. Just as an aside here, the hot tub really is a beautiful metaphor for America's crumbling infrastructure. Yes! Because because seriously, I can remember, like, I think everyone in my family hazily remembers a time where it, when it worked, but it's just kind of been like... <laughs> Political bickering, no one wanting to stump up the funds to fix it, and everyone. Every time we go up there, we're like, "Oh, the cabin, we, the hot tub's probably working." And then there's a dead squirrel in it, and everyone weeps. And <laughs> I definitely wept. Um. So, what else? Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so I've only been lucid once up there, and that was this most recent time. The other time, or maybe it was twice. I think we might have gone twice one year, but I had a. An, a horrible ear infection. Oh. Um, I thought it was just a common cold. Went up to this cabin. Was gonna have a great, great weekend with my relatively new girlfriend, different girlfriend, and <laughs> relatively new. Only been dating for I think like a month. Yeah, a maybe month and a, a half. Months. We're still not sure if she was dating you just to come to the cabin. That's true. <laughs> it was purely. It's definitely. It's a contentious <laughs> point. Uh, so we've been dating for month and a half um and snapchatting for maybe two and (laughs) you know how it goes so we go up there and i'm like i have a cold it's not gonna be too bad what happens is that my ear explodes uh literally in a in a shower of blood and pus all over the pillows i i was complaining of ear pain and no one would take me seriously because i'm always sick or (laughs) otherwise injured and so no one would take me seriously i was wandering around at 3 a.m just saying oh god my head i thought it was the phantom everyone was like go to bed idiot and then uh, around 4 a.m my ear exploded and so then for the rest of the time my girlfriend had to take care of me as I just sat there in feverish delusions and hang out with a bunch of people she didn't know uh, in a cabin with no heat and no running water. (laughs) And so that, I just remember feeling so bad about the entire situation and being powerless to do anything about it. Um, And that's a cherished memory. Um, What else? Uh, Steve Miller band. I bonded... Uh, we have another friend, Ben McClellan, who it, who I always wanted to be pals with, and I feel one of the first times I truly bonded with him was uh, singing Steve Miller Band, The Best Of, on the way up the darkened road. Mm. And then uh, another bonding moment with... The darkened road sounds like a great band name. The darkened road. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's it's big pitch black up there, and it's just very windy, and it, you always feel like you've been driving on it for an hour or too long. Anyway, we're yep. jamming out Steve Miller Band, me, Ben, and Nick. 
And then just uh, 12 hours later, we would nearly get electrocuted transporting a canoe made of metal up to the cabin and under some power lines that were... showing everyone your butts. Did I show my butt? Probably. I probably. Dan, I still have that nude of you from the cabin. That nude. I remember There's a that. nude? That nude belongs that like in a museum. That was the first time that we all went out. I think that's when I was sick. It was, for, was it for your birthday? Was, was it for your birthday? Were you guys, were you guys yeah. licking, icing off? That was, no. that was the time I got super drunk and uh, passed out. A friend, a friend who shall not be named uh, licked cake off my nipples when I was in like a defenseless state. You gotta um, get closer to the mic for these. Yeah, you do have oh, to get closer. Sorry. Yeah, he has a political career to uphold. Yeah, this, no, this a, future, a future elected <laughs> official did lick uh, cake icing off my nipple. Um, and I also uh, danced um, with a large hat and a saber. Yes, that's yeah, yes, yes, yeah. That, that was, was that was one of my favorite memories from the first day that I was there. It was yeah. we I had iced tea, whiskey, and the the pirate saber, and we were traipsing down the mountain, avoiding touching. We were playing the hot lava game. Yeah. You can yes. only rock on on rocks yep. and logs. Yeah. And then Nick Byther and I talked about Sufjan Stevens. Yeah. And then. I heard, Mihana, take a picture. Turn around. I take a picture right as Dan's penis. Can I just is say though, Can I just say that I was uh, oh unwillingly my. exposed? There is a lot that of I did not expose myself. Yeah, yes, that should be very clear. I was clear. forcibly exposed. There was that a lot of nudity on these trips. I there mean, was. Nick Byther walked a up a. Um, 180. You know, he walked up a 90 degree that was, slope. It that was, was just crazy. straight up oh, and down. Yeah. And he walked straight up it, just completely nude. Uh, and barefoot. Yeah, and I guess barefoot. That is and nude. walked up it well, with, he, with, as like a mountain goat would. He just walked up, yeah, like straight up, just it was walked amazing. up a 90 degree. Um, but I think the most important thing we could talk about today, and I don't know if Pedro Mihana was here for this. Oh, boy. Probably not. Poopgate. Poopgate. I've heard of Poopgate. Poopgate. <laughs> Dan, would you like to explain Poopgate? No. Poopgate is one of those uh, incidents that defines a generation where the facts are contentious, but the feeling of the people that were in the room was so... It was just horror, and it was terror, and it was fear, and it was sadness. And the facts of the case are these... Um, Aaron, would you like to... Yeah, so I, I was walking through the uh, foyer of the cabin, which is the entire cabin. Um, I was walking through the entrance, and um, there's no running water up there, so you, you have to poop outside. And so I come in, and I see on the floor, what like a little bit of mud, and I start laughing because I'm a child, and I say, oh, look, someone pooped. And then I lean down to put it on my finger and then go scare somebody with it. And the stench hits me immediately as I re- lean down to do this. And I realize it's actually poop. Yeah. At which no. point I exclaim, somebody pooped! Which sets off uh, a reaction that could only be compared to um, Black Friday. Um, there's people <laughs> scrambling. There's people... An HDTV showed up out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> someone got punched in the teeth. Um, people legitimately... the. It was like a Lord of the Flies type scenario where everyone, the second like this came out, 
everyone started hating each other and accused everyone of being the everyone was blamed it was like the no it was like was the saved. salem witch trials it was just if you'd ever like borrowed somebody's craft singles and not and failed to you know if you reneged on your craft singles debt with somebody they were willing to take you down if you maybe made them a mixtape and left out you know a song that you'd shared on a road trip they were going to take you down yeah and the the good thing is that the perpetrator was brought to justice ultimately. Yes. Yeah, so so the he was Aaron. No. 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 I thought it was. No. The person <laughs> who did I it think it's was the first to speak up yep. after my exclamation. Uh, Liz Butler. No. Yes! Liz Butler pooped in the woods and tracked it into the and home. stepped on her poop. Uh, How, did you DNA test it? How we did, did you? not. We, we got it. We out just of her. we just got it out of her. But um, it wasn't that hard to tell because she was essentially a beat with shoulders and a torso. Uh, she was that red, and what at, was at first blaming everyone else, but then simply uh, broke down into just banalities. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was rough. It really it really was. Uh, I, I did think Shook. there was there was going to be loss of life, but we no, got out of it. Now Liz can never be president. Now Liz can never be president. None of us. I think we've already destroyed each of our future political absolutely. careers on this episode alone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. On this, yeah. None of us can ever have any sort of power. That's okay. Can, can I don't I want any. Say, uh, Does anyone really want to be this, president? This is kind of a doom loop now because, of course, you realize that we now have to plan a cabin trip because this is this is. Oh yeah, and brought up if you're nostalgia. listening right now and you're not invited, send Dan uh, a message <laughs> at Dan Dolph Myers on uh, at it, on Instagram at Dan. Or Dolph you can Myers. DM um, yeah. our podcast and send yeah. in your and application. We'll send it along. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, send in an application. Include headshots, special skills, um, frequency of poop-related accidents. Um, what else? Are you willing to be Aaron's girlfriend? <laughs> That's very important. That is very important. Um, um, yeah, but I. Yeah, it seems like we're gonna have to do this again. Absolutely. No. I mean, I have to get my pillow back. I don't even yeah. want to go. No, I don't think any of it. I hate the idea. I dread it. But we frankly. have to. Well, I think yeah. we have to go. I think we gotta. Just force everyone to go. I haven't seen it renovated. It looks nice. Is it but renovated? You were there the last time you were there. It was renovated. Oh, the kitchen's there, all new. Yeah, it's just, but it is. It's kind of sad because like there was a shag carpet that was just caked in mm -hmm. bodily fluids, and now it's gone, and that's kind of sad to me. Oh. Yeah. You know? Um, it, are the ghosts still there? That was a big part of my experience. Ghosts. Every time we mentioned a ghost, the lights would go out. Yeah. I don't know. That was like that one time I got a super ghosty vibe. And I've yeah. definitely had ghosty vibes up there before, but it was like that was the strongest one to this day. I, I think ghosty vibes is my DJ name. Yes. DJ can ghosty can, vibes. Wait, can you be ghosty vibes? Ghost, yeah. Ghosty vibes. Stank Ranger. Uncle, Uncle Fun. Fun. Producer Posh. Producer Posh. PP. <laughs> Little pee pee, a little pee pee. We little really pee -pee. gotta use. We really gotta get better at using each other's call names. Oh yeah. I. Well, we just came up with. Sucked. Yours. Did you know yeah. the FCC doesn't let you use ham radio for business? Really? It's only for fun. I'm not kidding. That's insane. I learned that on a uh, on a uh, Jonestown <laughs> yeah. episode five from last podcast on you the have left. To be having fun. 
Yeah, you got to be having fun or they're going to take you down. Um, yeah, I think that's been it for Encyclopedia yes. this week. Thank you for listening to episode two. Uh, we look episode like... Episode one, right? Episode, episode one, one. Episode one. Yeah. Right, because the first one was zero. Um, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, I've been Aaron, uh, a.k.a. Stank Ranger. You can find me on Instagram at stank.ranger. For his collages. For my collages and whatever else I'm up to. I'm Uncle Fun. Uh, you can find me at my cabin uh, when you burn it down and kill my family. Or at my family's Easter celebration where the same could happen. And I'm Mihana. You can find me at Mihans with two Zs because this bitch with one, <laughs> with Mihans with one Z is this kid who lives in China who has zero posts, follows 13 people. It's like she just wanted to take her name. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I stuck with the two Zs and I own it now. Mihans with two Zs. And follow our Instagram of this podcast, encyclopedia.podcast, for fun polls and posts. All right. In the the meantime, uh, stay stay sexy and uh, much love. Bye. Bye. It's Encyclopedia. Hey everyone, uh, this is Aaron, one of the hosts of Encyclopedia and one of the executive people for Stick and Poke Productions, which is the network that uh, this podcast is kind of the one of the flagship uh, programs of. Um, I just want to thank everyone who's been listening and giving us feedback for listening and for that feedback and to ask you all to tell your friends if you like it and share us on social media and just keep interacting with us. We've, we've loved everything uh, that we've heard from you all so far and we want to make a really good show for you. Uh, and if you like this, please go to stickpokeprod.com. That's stickpokeprod.com. That is the kind of home base where all of our podcasts live. We have another one called Grandma's House that I uh, also appear on and help produce, hosted by the lovely and talented Margot Hoffman, who is the voice of our new logo that you'll hear right after this. Um, if you'd like to be a part of this network, um, do anything for it, please get a hold of me. Uh, you can get me at stickpokeprod at gmail.com. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Much love. Stay sexy.